Welcome to episode 170 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird two stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Dockerty. It's Friday night. Another Friday, and we're recording next Friday. Oh, oh parts. Hey. Make sure you bring a change of shirt for the video. Oh, Consistency yeah. Consistency with the video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, can always yeah, lend yeah, you a shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> Girl. Welcome Girl. to it. Well, welcome, well. Welcome to hell. You know, it is, but it's, here's <laughs> the thing that's funny is that I'm, I start sometimes, sometimes when I pray to God. I pray, number one, for the success of the Muck Podcast, oh, you know, I and I start to think like, what would that look like? What is it going to, what is it going to be like when it's it gonna starts be trolls. to roll? It's going to be trolls. It's going to be trolls, right? <laughs> and so in the last two days, we've had trolls yeah. so, but on, that, two, yeah. on a Facebook post and Instagram yeah. post. And I'm just like, that's a good sign. Yeah. I think <laughs> I was like, Tina was freaking out because she was like, oh, they're called. They uh, basically thought that we aligned with white supremacists because we were picking on the two old ladies from Texas. Yeah. And I was like, did you hit listen yeah. to the podcast episode because that's not how it went and then i went back and listened because i'm like yeah and we were gagging on their saggy titties yeah i mean that was it like it was a stupid funny story yeah Yeah. like it sucks for them and we did acknowledge that there is this other you did and you 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 said here's this other thing that happened she went back and she fought it and i was like charges were dropped and la 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 (laughs) but the best part is is the the woman responded was like i can't find the link so she didn't even listen to the episode right and, and then she today, still hasn't responded. And then today, <laughs> yeah, because she did listen and she's an idiot. Or she didn't, but she's just fucking dragging people. Yeah. There's three people on that same dumb post. Yeah. By the way, the way you write those posts is to intrigue people. Right, like to get them that to was listen. the point. And yeah. they read it thinking that we were siding with the people they were against, which yeah. apparently they're saying are good old boys. Now I I don't know, I don't know I who's listening that. to this, but anybody yeah. who's a regular listener knows that we don't align with the good old boys. No. <laughs> right? And and, you know, that could show oh, some God. newspaper bias, right? That yeah. it's the small town. This is the news. That's all really that I go by is what has been published. Right. And whatever. I don't need wrong. to cover. No. I don't need to. You even. did nothing you know wrong. What? And Tina's like, should I say? I go, Tina, you did it. Yeah. They should go listen and then go fuck themselves. <laughs> and the same thing with the story that I did last week. There was a post uh, today and someone's like, didn't he blame black men? Yeah, he did blame. The mean, Leo Franks yes. attorneys did try to blame black right. men. And, they, and the, but the, and the racism, prosecutor said they were too dead i mean too dumb to right. even do it like, so it was all mess. of the racism was yeah. there the racism that that they didn't think uh, can you imagine i mean like that idiocy of of what's of, worse of, yeah it's horrible yeah. racism or anti-semitism pick, I mean, pick your fucking poison they're both there's bad anti-semitism then there's a girl who's been killed yeah like, the, this poor girl murdered thing is a mess what a story the whole thing is a mess but a then story. to immediately jump and again not listen because we talked yeah. about the racism <laughs> yeah. in there it's okay. So it was another good old, it was another like white yeah. good old boy. When I clicked on his account, I was like, right, this guy's a fucking troll too. Yeah. But it, it's maybe a it's a good it's sign. A maybe it's a good sign. Because I do pray, please God. Yeah. If there's a God, he will allow us she. to do this. If there's a God, she will allow us to do this for a living. <laughs> allow us to do this for a living. Yes. Oh God. Whew. And then, you know, we had some news today and I was telling my mom about it and she's and she's like well I'm gonna have to go listen to your podcast and I and I'm going that sounds great like you know whatever she's busy pulling yes. weeds and I <laughs> so she says I'm gonna go listen to that one from from me two days ago and I was like okay and I hang up and I was like oh my mom's gonna learn how I feel about 69 <laughs> as soon as she turned tunes in <laughs> oh well the, yeah right oh, at the well, top right yeah. at the top <laughs> You know what? This is a show. We are media. We are media. We are. We are. This is our. 
you know, this is our thing. This is our thing. Yeah, it's this our what thing. we do. What do you want from me? What do you, you know what? want? This is exactly you sitting in. The, if you're, well, I'm pointing at the camera for YouTube, <laughs> and I'm pointing at you listeners if you're listening anywhere else. If you were sitting at a bar with us, this is this what is it would it. sound like, bitch. God damn it. Get you me. would hear about 69. It's true. And you'd hear about DeSantis. Uh, That's how we roll. That's I, it. That's it. I keep saying I. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um. So because we're doing your one story, we do have a, uh, I mean, when we said last week Nashville was on fire, wow. bitch, it uh, exploded this week. It exploded. Well, expo- that's what I want to talk about, the expulsion. This fucking, this is the expulsion to me. Uh, uh, it was Rep. Justin Jones. And Rep. Justin Pearson, mm-hmm. who both got expelled. They were voted out of their elected seats because they were supporting their constituents. I mean, they're running for those seats again. Um, and then Gloria Johnson, who also was with them, supporting constituents to go up against the ridiculous, like Tennessee is basically Florida. I mean, we're all the same. But, you know, they're fighting for gun laws. They're, they're fighting, fighting for, for, gun, for gun, laws, gun laws. They know? just had and this mass shooting there. And she did not get expelled. And she did, I mean, she did speak about it and why. And she yeah. knows it's because she's white. Yeah. Well, one of them said something uh, that I thought was incredible. I want he both was, of them on the podcast. Get them on. When, when, when one of them was expelled, he, before he was expelled, he said on the floor, I'm fighting for your kids too. Yeah. You know, like that's, and that's what I said last week. Like it doesn't matter where you sit on any side of the aisle when a mass shooter is intent on murder and he's coming into your kid's school. He's not going to He go, doesn't <laughs> care how you voted. Right. He doesn't care if you're a child of a representative who's fighting for the NRA, right. by the way. They when don't give a Ron shit. Ron DeSantis is signing a permitless oh carry in the God. dead of night in, in the dark. closed doors. Everything's with, in the with dark. With members of the NRA in the room with him and with pictures. I'm... I. It doesn't end. So, so, so what scares me the most is what we know and what, what we see happen in Texas, Florida takes it. What happens in Florida, Kansas is now doing the banning trans children from playing sports and inspecting their genitals. They got that from us. We're so proud. Okay. And that came from Florida. So this, what we just saw in Tennessee, I'm preparing myself that our friends that we love, this is going to happen. Will be, this will happen to them. And we just had, um, two reps arrested yeah earlier this yes week. senator lauren book and um nikki freed was arrested right and i did see a lot online that, and a lot of activists and a lot of activists and that it w- were black women activists yes. who organized and who don't get you know again who don't get the uh attention yeah so um just to acknowledge um sarah martin x parker and other black activists who were the ones who you know organized and got made it possible for the two of them to get arrested and and have this created the demonstration yes yeah and uh so florida signed this i mean he'll sign this six-week abortion ban and it's got it it does have exceptions this time for rape but 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 here's uh, the thing nobody knows that they're they're pregnant at six weeks so what's the fucking difference difference? what's the difference i I, (sighs) it's um it is a dark dark day and uh yeah, I, I fully expect these things to roll on over. Like I don't see anything changing. We we have uh we have a big problem. Yeah. We have a big problem. And did you hear about now I don't know the whole story. Um, but there is that woman that was the COVID lady in the state, Rebecca Oh right. 
Thompson, maybe, um, who he, you know, fired her and then whatever, they go back and forth. Well, her son now has been arrested uh, and mm-hmm. DeSantis like moved forward on it. And she like did this whole thing about how she had to get her daughter and husband out of the state because I did hear about that, but I don't know a lot. So about I don't it. know a lot about it. From what I hear was that there was a meme that was posted. Rebecca Jones, Rebecca Jones. Um, and there was a meme that was posted kind of it, when I read the meme, I was like, oh, this is kind of making fun of the cops of Uvalde. Like, cause it was like cops like right. sleeping, like right. waiting to, you know, till everything stopped. So they looked into it and then, but then I did hear that there may have been other kind of credible mm-hmm. threats being made. I don't know the whole story. Um, but when I first heard it, this idea that he's going after her and, and I'm wondering like if it was another kid and they kind of, they investigate these things all the time, you know? Um, and then it's like, okay, there was nothing to it or blah, blah, blah. And they move on. I'm wondering, is there more pressure because of who she is and because of DeSantis? I mean, it's possible. He's you know? not someone who sits back and like allows people to just keep moving. You know what I mean? I mean, speaking of that, yes, let's talk yes, about Disney. Yes, yes. Disney's so, uh, back on the table. He went to Michigan, uh-huh. my beloved, and he, uh, he, you know, he's on that campaign trail. With his cowboy boots. And he's supposed to be fucking working. Did but you he hear goes, the cowboy boots because he, he wants to appear a little taller? So he goes to Michigan and he says it's the anti-Florida, which makes it even more sweet to me. I'm like, let's Jesus. go. But then he said that, um, they, someone said something about Disney and he said that now they're going to go back. They're going to back and go back and open it up. Well, and they're talking about roll tolls on the road. Yeah. Hotel taxes, ta- hotel taxes and tolls. Like, so now it's, this so, is our money maker, yeah. right? Like what kind of governor is going to hurt? Something that generates a lot of money. Yeah. Disney has to generate a shit ton of money for Florida Absolutely. in tourism. Like, Absolutely. Come on. And Bob Iger, I thought, <laughs> did an amazing job last week when he said um, he had a, at a shareholders meeting for Disney. They said, you know, do, why are we get, there's people who thought it was a good idea that Disney said something about being about uh, don't say gay. And there's people on the board that are like, why are we getting involved in this? Yeah. Right. And so he said that, you know, the. Companies are allowed to say whatever they want. That's the First Amendment, right? And you can either take the hit or you don't take the hit. He's fine that they said something because he wasn't the CEO at the time. But he's fine that they did. He said the retaliation, quote, the retaliation from DeSantis is anti-business and it's anti-Florida. And he's absolutely right. That's exactly what it is. the Republicans who are big business dudes, I don't understand why they wouldn't be flipped out about especially just let it go and then there's also like corporations are people so like you're a who what are you attacking but a week had gone by and nothing had been said this whole thing came out we talked about it on the show last 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 friday night like listen it was in the it was dust in the wind let it go i can't believe with everything happening in this state I cannot believe oh this is what we're focused that that we are picking up this baton again (laughs) In what fucking universe? DeSantis is going to be gone in two years. He's going to be in D.C. He's going to be president. Oh, girl. What the fuck? He is. What are you guys doing in the legislature? What are you doing? Because you're nobodies. You're going to have to go back to your fucking hometowns and face people there. And not even about Disney. About children. Don't say gay. About taking books off the shelf. You motherfuckers have to go to your kids' schools. And you have to look people in the eyes. And you're going to tell me? That they're all okay with what you're doing? There's no fucking way. There's nope. no fucking way. You know who's voting along on long lines on all this. 
You know oh, who's Chip Mr. Chip Lamarca. Mr. Because Mr. he has nothing to lose yeah, now. But he has nothing to lose now. He's but such he loved, a jerk off. He loved to be part of the gun legislation yeah. a couple years ago. Oh, he was with it. Lori Aladef and he who lost her daughter at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Now she's a school board member. Oh, her and Chip are good friends. And she he she, he worked on legislation that she was a part of and yada yada yada. This motherfucker just gone. voted for permitless carry. Yep. I don't know how he can walk around this town. Oh, easy. I don't know how he can walk because, around this town. Because here's the fucking tea, bitch. <laughs> we think polite society exists like normally. Polite society and politics is the fakest fucking shit you are ever going to see. Ever going to see. We know all that shit that happens. And then in front of everybody else, it's <laughs> nobody will say anything to him. Nobody says anything to him. And he's going to come back here in two years and he's going to run for this county commission. Oh, God. And uh, he will be back in our lives again. God, he's just like, he won't go away. Yeah. So I don't know what's fucking happening. And, and, and you know, we should just spend the next two years harassing his phone lines, just calling up, calling, you know what I mean? Something just to make it miserable for him you know, for two years. I'm watching, here's, so here's, I mean, comes, I know here, comes my, here comes my doom and gloom. As I'm watching what's happening in Nashville, and they have been relentless every day. It's the same amount of people, which is a I lot. I mean, filling those it, kids. Doing everything you can imagine. These young kids, teenagers, college kids. And I just know the momentum will eventually go away, and everything will go back to normal. Like, they're not going to do anything. It doesn't matter. And like we said last week, it happens when November rolls around. That's when we will see something happen. Literally, the guy um, who was the governor in Can in um, Kansas. What was that dopey guy's name? Hold on a second. Oh, he's like the bloated face dude. No, um, in the news, <laughs> um, the governor, the former governor of Wisconsin, Kevin Scott Walker. He was on Fox News last night, and he literally said that if you look at the elections, you look at the polls. It's the youth that are voting. These are the groups that we need to stop. They've affected elections in this state, this state. And I'm like, holy shit. Like he's he literally said, he said the word stop. We have yes, to stop, we have to the stop this. This is the youth. That's what we need vote. to play over and over. Yeah. They are not for your best yeah. interest. Listen to what they said. And we hear about that though. Like for years we heard stop we have youth? to engage 18 to 25 year olds. Everybody was fighting for 18 to 25 year olds, you know? And then here we are getting the 18, 25 year olds vote, but because they're not voting the way that you want them to, you're, they're going to try to stifle an entire generation of yeah. people. I'm going to pull that video up. While this, we're, we while need we're to make, you know what? Every single day we have to bombard TikTok with stop the vote, oh, stop the youth. Did you, stop the I'm youth sorry. Stop the did youth you see TikTok is banned on college campuses? You cannot open TikTok at FAU. You can't open it on Florida State campus. TikTok has been banned from college campuses as of this week. You use their Wi-Fi. You can't open TikTok on those campuses. That was in the paper, and but, I haven't seen anybody talking about it. But is it because of, it. like, the whole Biden going after TikTok? Or yes. Or is it something it, else? There's something came down from the state education department in Florida. But that's Because under, of Chinese oh, interference. Right, right, right. But I, but I didn't think that Biden did anything on a federal level. So this is, De, DeSantis is agreeing? Yes. Wow. Yeah, All right, hold on. I'm going to play this video for you. Five alarm warning to the GOP. Particularly Wisconsin, but across the country, is younger voters. In Wisconsin, last fall, we saw about a 40-point margin that younger voters gave to the Democrats running for Senate and governor. We saw similar margins in Pennsylvania. Part of the reason why you have John Fetterman in the U.S. Senate 
in Arizona and Georgia and elsewhere. And just this week in Wisconsin, we don't yet know the numbers by age, but we do know that Dane County, uh, which is where the University of Wisconsin's flagship campus is at, about 50,000 students are enrolled there. Dane County cast more ballots in the race for the Supreme Court than the largest county in the state, Milwaukee County. And in Dane County, 82% of those votes went for the radical. And so unless we turn young people around, and it's not as simple as one campaign ad or some sort of a coalition, this is years of liberal indoctrination coming home to roost, and we've got to turn it around if we're going to win again. Oh, okay, oh sorry. so, so now we know. Them. Now this is their he plan. He says, "Go so get we them." Gotta, we got to yeah. figure it out. Yeah, we so got to figure it out. <laughs> he doesn't say stop them. He says we need to stop them from being indoctrinated, which right. is what the Stop Woke Act is. Yeah, you know, no, don't learn about well, your history. Is, yeah, and this is the thing because think about it. Like the kids who are in school now, mm. you know, like kids who are our, you know, like late elementary school kids, middle school kids, high school kids currently. Yeah, those kids are living in a world where they still remember things not being like this, right. right? But then think about it, the the kids entering kindergarten and first grade that are too young, who now their education, these rising kindergarten, first grade students yeah. onward, because if this legislation lasts, right, then it's going to take, so that's at least four years. So if a kid is in second grade, that's till sixth grade, yeah. right, where they're not getting accurate information yeah. as far as history or uh, exposure to different schools of thought with with works of literature and then those kids are going to move on by the time the law changes then they might what be in the middle of high school then they may very well have some different kind of mindset because they're not having this exposure of course so it's danger 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 i i we really need to just be handing out books to families like you can't afford books like here's books here's ways to supplement history at home you know like do some kind of thing like if you're living in Florida and your schools aren't offering this, like here's a real history, like fun videos, something to like expose your kids to. Well, in Florida, this session, they just put the surprise bill out that is going to suppress student voters here. Yeah. That if you're from out of state, you can't vote here. You got to go back to where your home is to vote and you can't get an, a, a mail-in ballot. Like they're already doing it here. So what the hell is going so on? That they're going to suppress talk to fucking college students I mean, now? that's, it's, it's all happening. It's all happening. Just- I mean, I don't know what to tell y'all. Be prepared. It's going to happen. If you live in one of these states and you're, if, oh God, I was thinking today how lucky somebody must be if they, if they live not in Florida or not in Tennessee or not in Texas and they just, they're watching from the outside as these bills are going through. It's got to be well, out of their minds watching It's this. outrageous. And I spoke to my lovely, wonderful, incredible cousin, Mark. Um, brilliant, handsome, lovely, kind, incredible person. Mm-hmm. Um, he told me, you know, every time he and his wife are watching something, they're like, man, man. And he's like, yeah, I heard this. And I'm like, oh, well, wait, no, that's like 10 steps behind. And he, I mean, just, it was constant gasping after gasping of me telling him because they, they can't understand it. I know. It makes no sense. It and just we seems, live it. The part that really is frustrating. <laughs> we live it, just it every seems day. Like such a waste of time. Yeah. You know? Okay. So the last thing I wanted to bring up before, unless you have something else, but the last thing I wanted to bring up before your story is this Justice Clarence Thomas bombshell. Oh my God. (laughs) AOC put out that he better, you know, be expelled from his seat. He came out with a thing today. He said he didn't realize the rules had changed. And that uh, moving forward, he'll play by these other new rules. Oh, screw you. We're talking about hundreds. We're talking about millions and millions of dollars. Trips. Millions of dollars. Nice vacay. 
And people are rolling, giving him. How corrupt is that? Okay, so listen to this. I wanted to read you because every every read paragraph, everything, every paragraph of this ProPublica article is it, it's in, it's insanity. But this is the beginning of the story. And I just I'm going to read you the whole thing because I it, I couldn't read take it, read it. it for more than two decades. Thomas has accepted luxury trips in virtually every year from the Dallas businessman without disclosing them. Documents and interviews show. A public servant who is a, has a salary of $285,000. He has vacationed on Crow's super yacht around the globe. He flies on Crow's Bombardier a global 5,000 jet. He has gone with Crow to the Bohemian Grove, oh, the exclusive hey. California all-male retreat <laughs> and to Crow's sprawling ranch in East Texas. And then Thomas typically spends about a week every summer at Crow's private resort in the Adirondacks. The extent and frequency of Crow's apparent gifts to Thomas have no known precedent in the modern history of the U.S. Supreme Court. These trips appeared nowhere on Thomas's financial disclosures. His failure to report the flights appears to violate a law passed after Watergate that requires justices, judges, members of commerce, uh, Congress, and federal officials to disclose most gifts. Two ethics law ex experts say. He also said, should have disclosed his trips on the yacht, these experts say. By the way, end quote. So, That's so from he's the article. Saying, so he's saying, wow, that thing happened and I completely forgot this law change. No, he, he said he didn't know. How do you not Can you know? imagine? We and do also, stories after stories I about know. people that do this very thing Supreme that end up justice. in jail. He's a Supreme Court justice. This isn't going away. It. There's no way John Roberts can let this go. It's too out there. And also, they were saying that one, like this whole one, like a week or two weeks on this guy's yacht, if they priced it, and if 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 he was going to do it, it was a $500,000 vacation. That's how this is into the millions, millions and millions For of dollars. For two weeks on a yacht? Yeah, on a super yacht in this, wherever they were. Ugh. It would have cost you $500,000 for that two-week vacation. I'm so sick of-, of And he went for free. So that's the this. that's the value of the gift. No, that this- Come on. This is one of those and stories that I you tell me and, and you go, and guess how much it guess was. How much and it I was. fell off the chair. Yeah. <laughs> he should be, he should be in jail. Oh, this, and by the way, he you should know, be in jail. You know what really burns my ass too is that wife, that uh, awful woman is on that yacht. Uh, God damn laying it. Laying there with some drink in her hand. Fucking Ew. asshole. It's always the assholes that are enjoying this luxury. This bitch was conspiring to throw over the government. And she's sipping on margaritas on a super yacht. A super yacht. Who's, who's advocating, Ew. whose husband is advocating to turn over the law that black and white people can yeah. be married. Yes, he's black and she's white. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> I hope if you're listening, that goes without saying. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you would know uh, that. There might be some youngins, you know. Jenny Thomas, <laughs> oy vey, oy vey. Yeah, I don't know if I want to see her lounging on a yacht. <laughs> the worst part is it, I'm mad because I'm jealous, right? I want to be on the yacht. I want the $500,000 vacation. Yeah. Why the fuck did I make a wrong turn in my life? You know what? No, it's better because everyone involved in that has to be corrupt in some way. You don't and get also, a super like, yacht by also, being a nice guy. $285,000 as a Supreme Court judge, a job that That's you have for the rest of, of your money. life. You know, they're living in a nice fucking place in DC That's or Virginia somewhere, making money. They have healthcare. I mean, I know that sounds like a really like blue collar thing to say, but it's real. Yeah. And that's a job you have for the rest of life. And you are a United States Supreme yeah, Court judge. I mean, the highest court in the land. And you aren't happy. Yeah, you, you aren't satisfied. You need a super yacht. Yeah. 
You need to take gifts. And then there's a picture of oh, them I all sitting around this see, fire. Like, oh. And he's like pontificating. You know, he's sitting there talking. And, I'm, and they're all white. And he's sitting there. And I'm like, you know, there's something so fun. In the background, there, and right behind him is a, a, a statue of a native, like an indigenous person, like in full garb. Oh, I thought like you were going to tell me there's like, like a this. deer up on And the I'm wall. like, everything in this picture is just so bizarre to me. <laughs> And like, what is this picture show? Is he working? Like, is he giving a lecture? I, what is he doing in oh, this is that, picture? Wait, is that at the men's lodge? Yeah, the men's lodge where they're jerking each other off into the fire. <laughs> you know it's a circle jerk happening. Something is happening at that men's lodge. And also like, are we a little old for this? <laughs> I mean, are we are a little old for I an old know. man camp trip with all dudes? I don't know. I mean, I would go on a totally like all female, yeah, like well, let course, me go, you know, in a, what did they call those, those steam huts or whatever. They yeah. Do. But if you were, <laughs> if you were able to go on vacation with just you and your husband, wouldn't you go? With just me and my husband? Yeah. Like no kids. I understand leaving the kids behind. Yeah. But leaving the wives behind? I mean. What about a little, you know, uh, whoopee whoopee. Nobody's interested in this because we're all jerking each other off at the fucking lodge. Well, or they're bringing people in. Oh. I've just, you know, I finished, I'm almost <laughs> done reading Less Than Zero. And oh. it's just reminding me, you know, rich people yeah. and this, the, the depravity. It, like, it's just, I, I had depravity, to stop. Depravity, depravity. Depravity. We're going to cut that. <laughs> no, we're not. Well, no, because it's well, the first I'm, time I'm ever correcting no, you and no, saying no, something. No, 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 We got to correct. <laughs> Sorry. But it's just depraved, you know? Like, I couldn't yeah. finish. I had to stop reading at the oh end. Oh, my God. I had to stop. Like, I was getting sick to my stomach. But that's what I think about when I think of the men's club and these rich people and the super yachts. Like it's all, it's so much excess and yeah. boredom Yeah. because you yeah. have so much Yeah. that, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not. But also no I would love to be so bored because I don't have anything to do because I'm so fucking rich. I don't know what, I can't Can imagine you? what that's like. I mean, let I me do say something, something every this, day. If we could make a living from this podcast and I'm saying living is. I'm saying living is like I live 100, now. 100,000 a year. Yeah. Well, God, that's more than I make now. I mean, it's more than I make too. It's more than I make too, believe me. But if we could make that. Oh, well then that's, you I could, feel like I could that's sustain. Like, but I feel like that's high living, you know? That is high living. <laughs> that's what I'm saying is like minimum. If yeah. we can make 100K each minimum wow. to live. Your mouth to God's ears, right? baby. And if anything else, we'll take it. We'll take it. You want to give us more than that? We'll take it. If we can maintain that, I'd be fucking happy, bitch. Mm. To sit here once a week and talk for an yes. hour, you get paid a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god, yeah, Which, please. Jeez. You talk fifty two fifty two hours a year. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, in our book tour because we got yeah. to go on a book tour, yeah, and a podcast tour, yeah, do live shows, yep. <gasps> oh, god, make it happen, know. make it happen, make oh, it happen. Oh my god. I I really think we could do this. I do too. I mean, I talked to a lovely woman. Um, for women who podcast, uh, it's their two-year anniversary. Oh, and, happy anniversary! And the um, woman I was interviewing, uh, she was talking all about, you know, persistence, like sticking to it, and all of that, and that it takes. She's like, you know, the people who are the money makers who have the names, like they're immediately. And she's like, but it's long. She's like, you got to play the long game. And I was like, that's oh, good advice. God, so, so long though. I know. I'm Richie, a.k.a. Midnight Agent Raw. I'm Devin, a.k.a. Special Delivery Dev. We're the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedically informative take on movies, music, television, pro wrestling, and much more. Check us out at SuperMediaBrosPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you can listen to podcasts. 
Shades on. We're off. All right, are you ready? I think so. Today, Mm. I'm going to tell you the story of Susanna Salter. Susanna Salter served on several community boards, but it was a prank from locals that led to her becoming mayor. Have you heard this story? No. This is like a cute little story. It seems like it's almost painful for you to tell these stories. No, no, this is a fun one. Okay. Yeah, I know. No, 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 I mean, painful for you. Like you don't want to, you like to do those other ones. I do like get to do back the to other it, girl. Ones. If we're doing it no, every no, no, other no. week, you do it every week. You can do those dark well, stories. Well, I saw this and I meant to do it for Women's History, and then I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, I can't. I'll just do it. So, all right, let's hear it. All right, so our story takes place in Kansas, and Susanna Salter was born in 1860 in uh, the town of Belmont, oh. Kansas. She was the daughter of a successful farmer and a businessman, and she grew up in this loving, you know, supporting family and all of that. And according to the Kansas Historical Society, Salter attended the Kansas State Agricultural College, now known as Kansas State University. And she graduated with a degree in literary and scientific studies. Mm. So after college, she marries this guy, Louis Salter, and he was a lawyer. He ends up being like a clerk, like a law clerk in in a town. And he was the son of the former lieutenant governor of Mm. Kansas. And they head over to Argonia, Kansas. And this is according to like the wiki bio and they have four kids and you know, they're living their life, you know, and, but it's the late 1800s. And while there were definite expectations for women, Salter kind of defied those expectations. And the women's history museum writes that she was active in some community organizations and um, specifically the local temperance union. And that was where the women's Christian temperance union and she eventually becomes the leader of that organization and it's her involvement in this organization that eventually leads her down the path to becoming the first female mayor in the united states holy shit yes i love it very exciting so here's the major (laughs) incident (laughs) yeah very exciting very exciting yeah so um in 1887 yeah a group of men, and I read varying accounts of like how many, but I, roughly like 20 guys in the town, because this is a small town to begin with. And they decide to play a prank on the women's suffrage movement by nominating Salter for mayor. Mm. So that's how it starts off. They're like, we're going to throw her name on the ballot and oh, like just God. humiliate the women's suffrage mu- movement. What is it like <laughs> to not have evolved since the late 1800s? <laughs> I know, right? Dudes, I'm, come on, it's, get it's, your it's, shit together. It's, crazy still don't think women should be leaders i mean my god yeah it's still true. think it's a joke it's true it's so fucking weird it's very weird it's so and, weird and like these men that are like you know women their the sole purpose is you know just having babies and yeah. being wives like yeah it's so disgusting it's just so bizarre too yeah. Because aren't we past that at, at all? I mean, I understand if like some great grandfather somewhere is like, women should be in the kitchen. But yeah. like, are people, we really still teaching our kids that? I, I think definitely, definitely there are people teaching their children that. Yeah. Wow. It's so fucking weird. The Smithsonian Magazine reports that men involved in the scheme um, were doing it, one, to embarrass the women's suffrage movement, but they also wanted to kind of show that maybe women were unfit for office, right? And they were also pissed off because the Women's Christian Temperance Union was all about like, hey, let's not have alcohol, right? And they were protesting outside of bars to try to pressure men into sobriety. And it's like, girls, like I get what you're trying to do, but it's not gonna happen, you know? 
And the men were like, oh, they were sick of sort of this attention and they didn't want that in the town. And, um, you know, this election for mayor was coming up and the Women's uh, Christian Temperance Union had put up a candidate, a guy, but he was for temperance. So he was all about like, let's regulate alcohol in the town. <laughs> so they were pissed off. So they're also, you know, the whole, that and it's the whole women's suffrage thing and like women getting involved in their business. So they throw Salter's name on the ballot and then they had their person, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's sort of another reason they threw her, you know, hat in the ring. So even though Salter found out about the nomination late, so some articles I read that she found out like the very day of the election. Oh my gosh. Like, hey, your name's on the ballot. She accepted the nomination and she even campaigned for the position in like the small time that she had. Oh my God. And like, she wasn't ashamed. She kind of leaned right into, you know, you know, she realizing this is a prank, but she's like, okay, I'll I'll do it. Oh my God. I love her. But some people were pissed off that she stayed in the race. Oh, go fuck yourself. So on April 4th, 1887, she won the election by a two thirds majority. Wow. Yeah. And these guys were pissed. Two thirds. That's really good. Yeah. They were pissed off that she won, of course. <laughs> and um, basically, she just took their attempt to humiliate her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm going to empower myself with this, and I'm going to serve as mayor. I was elected. I'm going to do it. Nice. So um, the Foundation for Economic Education's Lawrence Reed writes that Salter's election made headlines across the country. So I, I just took a couple of headlines and excerpts from newspapers at the time because I thought it was funny. Yeah. The Fort Worth Daily Gazette wrote, Mayor Susanna Salter, the only female mayor that America has ever known. Mm. Boston Daily Globe, Mayor Susanna Salter, the woman who enjoys a unique distinction of being mayor, I guess, whatever. And then um, an excerpt of a newspaper, it was the Massachusetts Nationalist, and I got this from the Kansas Historical Society. They put out all of this incredible information and like old, you know, quotes and stuff from uh, articles and letters at the time. So this was from this newspaper and it said, the Kansas women have done it. Susanna Medora Salter, mayor of Argonia, a little town of 500 inhabitants is the first woman ever elected to that office. And she is not an unsexed female either, but the the wife of a lawyer and the mother of four children. So unsexed. Yeah. So they're basically like, oh, is it some spinster? No, no. She's actually married with children. (laughs) Can you? Is that I another way that of saying virgin? Un, I unsexed? guess unsexed female. I read that and was like, "What the fuck?" God, when you talk about language oh and like God. using different things, how can we say this without really yeah. saying it? But the word "sex" is still in there, which is bizarre. Yeah. yeah, unsexed. Yeah, and it says there is no more likelihood of her neglecting her babies. She is only twenty-seven, and the children cannot be much beyond babyhood. Then her husband would neglect his practice if he had been elected to the same office. So they're kind of like, okay, like she's going to probably do a good job. And well, I mean, come on. She did do a good job. This is a small town, though. So, like, there were no, right. you know, major crisis or issues that she had to tackle as mayor. Um, but a lot of people thought that she was going to be an utter failure just because she was a woman. Oh, my God. And she held her office with integrity. She didn't let the men on the dais intimidate her. And even though a couple of them were part of the prank. So she had to work with guys wow. who were part of the prank to le- and then threw her name on the ballot and then she gets elected and she's mayor, so she's above them, which I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, guys, oh you suck. <laughs> so um, according to Monroe Billington of Kansas Historical Society, she presided over the meetings with, quote, a firm hand. Um, but he did say, again, that there, 
there were no new ordinances that were being passed. The two big issues at the time were, was that they had to talk to kids about throwing rocks. Oh, and then um, there were some people that I guess wanted to start different like billiard pool hall kind of things. And there was arguments about what the licensing fee should be and how many and this and that. Like that was like the biggest thing that they had to tackle. So like nothing major. And the article further noted that over time, she really became more of a curiosity. Mm. So people would come visit the town because like there's a female mayor in town, oh, you know? I love that. And so Those are my people. <laughs> so when folks came to town, they were like, yeah, hey, you know, check out our female mayor. Like, you know, they <laughs> kind of got over. Like- yeah, they got over, I guess. Yeah. You know, the issue. And it was like, okay, we, there's, this is our thing for yeah. the town. And it got you the mean town. the world didn't end yeah. because a woman was elected to a, be a mayor? My God. Well, they were worried about a petticoat rule, right? That it was going to be a bunch of women who were going to take over councils and oh rule. They didn't want to be, you know, under that, under but women. That's how they, the same thing when you try to elect a person of color. Yeah. It's always bullshit after bullshit. It after is. Bullshit. It's fucked up. So when she was asked, though, if she was going to run again when her term was up, Salter said, quote, no, indeed, I shall be very glad when my term of office expires and shall be only too happy to thereafter devote myself entirely, as I have always done heretofore, to the care of my family. <sighs> so she's like, I'm going to go back and do my thing. Like, I did this and, you know. All right. And the Kansas Historical Society cited two negative reports on her decline to run again. So um, it basically... Like, she can't handle it mm. kind of thing. So one said uh, she plans to return to private life and leave the government of Argonia to the care of the sterner sex. Mayor, Mayor Salter's experience proves that women's suffrage is its own cure. Like, <sighs> screw you. Yeah. What an asshole. Whoever wrote that. And then the other newspaper said that she was essentially, again, tired of serving and said that she, quote, finds official duties less troublesome than household duties which she also attends to and does not complain of either. <laughs> Whew, I got a sink full of dishes, bitch. Come on. I mean. Come and take care of them for please. me. So the aftermath of all of this, uh, Shiro's writes that Salter's election inspired other women across the country to run for public office. Love it. See? And, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, Come on. And by the end of the 19th century, over hundreds of women had been elected to public office throughout the United States. All right. And she got letters from around the world Amazing. congratulating her. Like people from France and Germany, like sending her this letters. Is, this, and I like, love this. Yeah, and all this press like coming to town, interviewing. Oh. And one um, newspaper came and when they came to town, like they commented on her outfit, like cause she had this dress and some big hat on. So they like kind of yeah. described like her outfit. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, but they, you know, but they were sh- sure to say that, you know, she handled, um, you know, the running of a meeting that it showed that she knew her like parliamentarian skills that it was clear like she could do it. Yeah. And that newspaper noted that. So, you nice. know, that's important. I like it. And she also offered hope to women. So here's a letter that the Kansas Historical Society posted from the time. And it says, uh, dear madam, I write you this letter to you feeling interested in the equality of man and woman. And as your state, Kansas stands first to open the double door for a higher, higher civilization to the whole world. The dreams of my childhood have bloomed and ripened into a rich fruitage in the person of Mrs. Salter. Allow me to congratulate you as I feel proud of my sister woman in her manifest ability as mayor of Argonia. Most respectfully, Mrs. Mary C. Knight. Oh 
Oh my God. Isn't that so cute? Yes. So it's like women everywhere are like, holy shit. Like she's I love mayor. the quality of man and woman is such a good line too. Yeah. Wow. And then the dreams of my childhood have bloomed. Like, you know, like she always hoping that women could become something. Yeah. It's so cool. But I also wanted to share yeah. a negative letter. Oh God. Here only she, because. Here comes Tina. Only because it's ridiculous. Yes. And it's a poem. Oh, well, Are you ready? The, again, here comes <laughs> Tina. <laughs> This is such a good poem. You're going to love it. <laughs> when a woman leaves her natural sphere and without her sex's modesty or fear, essays the part of man, she in her weak attempts to rule, but makes herself a mark for ridicule, <laughs> a laughing stock and sham article of greatest use is to her then something worn distinctively by men. A pair of pants will do. Thus she will plainly demonstrate that nature made a great mistake in sexing such a shrew. Who wrote Ooh, that? So some letter didn't say who wrote it. God. Like so they, bothered. So bothered. <laughs> so bothered. That he wrote a poem. Yeah. Or she. Who knows? Whoever yeah. penned the letter. Yeah. Wrote a poem. Holy was cow. Was driven to write a poem about this lady. What rhymes with shrew? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, um. But imagine being the woman who challenged gender stereotypes and, you know, like that's your legacy. Kind of cool. Oh. Um, and paving the very way for cool. women. No, so very some cool. uh, points of interest. So some sites did say like the reason why she also was able to win is one, she is, um, you know, in that local organization. So women of the yeah. town knew her and of they course. were probably you yeah. know, all pushing yeah. for her. She, win. They knew who she, the guys must know who she yes. is that they you know and put they her throw name her name on yeah. there. Um, but her father mm -hmm. was the first mayor of Argonia, oh. so he was uh, he was the mayor. So she has that name recognition, yeah. you know. So there's all that I'm sure that went in it. Um, and the Kansas Historical Society noted that like her husband, when he found out they put her name on the ballot, was pissed off. He's I like, was what wondering. the hell. And then he gets home and then he finds out that she like accepted the nomination and, and he got even more pissed that she chose to serve if elected. Like oh he was my annoyed God. by it. Um, but I like that she still stuck to her guns. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. So later on in life, she ends up moving to Oklahoma. And from what I read, she was still involved in civic work, you know, and it's like, you know, always an activist and a volunteer. No. No, I, okay. uh, I I got a letter or emails <laughs> for my son's got a play coming up, and it's like we need parent volunteers. I see the word volunteer, I run for sea <laughs> Like I, I'm like, it gives me the you know the trigger trigger yeah. word for me yeah. now. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Um, but, um, I want to note that she was not the first woman to hold public office in the U S but she was the first woman to be elected mayor. Okay. Yeah. So in 1869, Wyoming, um, became the first territory or state in the U.S. to grant women the right to vote and hold public office. So in that same year, um, a woman named Esther Hobart Morris became the first woman to hold public office in the U.S., and that was as Justice of the Peace in South Pass City, Wyoming. So mm. there were other people. I think there may have been another woman um, who um, maybe a similar thing happened where she gets elected and she declined. Huh. Like she was like, I don't want it. Mm. So um, That's weird. And then Karen Greenwald wrote a children's book about Susanna called A Vote for Susanna, the First Woman Mayor. And she has started a campaign last year to have a commemorative stamp made in Susanna Salter's honor. So Aww. I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah. So that's it. That's the story. Isn't that exciting? A very good story. So it's a positive. Very, very good. Oh and my then God. I'll just bring it down next week. Yeah. Or two weeks from now. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh.
So I went to, um, my daughter's going to high school next year. And so we went to her high school to register her for classes. I mean, the conversation from my door to that school, which isn't very far, and what I was allowed and not allowed to say to her or do in front of her or near her, I, I, it took forever. We were still walking up to school, no. and I'm like, "Are she you still going?" List. She had a list. Yes. What well, she, she didn't have it. It was here, right, but she was still right. giving it to no, me. But what? Like what? So I just give me a couple. Highlights. We're walking up, and I, you know, I'm thrilled. I'm so excited. And I'm like, ah, I look really because I'm like high school again. Yeah. I get to go to high school. I'm so excited, right? <laughs> and we're walking up, and I'm just like, mm. and I see the mascot, and he's in like the outfit, and I go, oh, oh Pammy, let me take a picture of you with the with the mascot. She's like, absolutely not. Don't get over. And we go walking near, and he, <laughs> the mascot starts doing this, and I was like, Hi! oh no. And she like bolted <gasps> like away from me. Oh, then we so get sweet. up there, we get her stuff and I filled the thing out and whenever I turned it in, we go inside and as we walk into the auditorium to sit down, it's kind of full, but I, I'm looking for seats and she's like, let's just stand up against the wall. And I was like, no, we're not going to, she didn't want to walk through the auditorium. Aww. So I look over and I see a boy who is a friend of hers who I specifically was told I cannot talk to, even though it's one of her good friends. She talks to this kid all the time. And I was like, I really want to meet him. And she was like, what are you going to say? I go, hello? Uh, No. So then I see a friend of mine. And so I go and sit over there. And then we go to turn the paper in. I was so excited. And so we turned the stuff in. And as we were walking away, I was like doing the, what is this one called? The Roger Rabbit. I don't know, but I was going like this and I was doing a dance. And I, cause I'm so excited. I'm like, yeah, we got our classes. You know what I'm dancing? And she was like, oh, like her face. <laughs> it was half laughing, half like, I want to die. Like just bury me at the school. I know. I, she was so mad. Oh my God. So then they were selling shirts and I go over to buy a shirt and I'm like, let's get a shirt. And she's like, oh, they don't have the size that I want or whatever. So then I went to take a picture of her and she literally was like, no pictures looking around. I'm like, just stand against the wall and let me take a picture. This is a big deal. Why is this? Why is this? What is this? What is this? It's called being a teenager. I know, but I, and I, I, yeah. I remember, but I also don't remember ever being this, like anything could make you an I, outcast. She just wants yeah. people to not notice her. And you know, I, I think I was like that a lot. I mean, I was shy, but I don't remember being embarrassed like this. Like this is so like anything could bring her down. Like any moment that anything that I do. I can't believe she's going to be in high school. First of all, I know me neither. She's taking a lot of really good classes. It though. goes by so fast. <sighs> My God, I know. Here we go. High school. High school. That's all I have. I don't know. I don't know a song about high school. Glee. I never watched <laughs> what? it. <laughs> <laughs> high school reunion. No, is it high school reunion? High school. No, Glee is it one of those one of those dumb shows. I never watched it. What is the high school one with the the guy and the in the. You Saved know, by the, the Bell? No, no, no. It's the one all the kids now watch. Beverly Hills 90210. No, it's like a, it's like they sing and dance. I don't know. High school were you, high school high, high school, school musical? High school musical. <laughs> My seniors last year, last month of school, were like, Can we please, please, please watch high school musical? And I was like, No. And then we had some day that was like some kind of half day, whatever, fun day sort of day, and and uh we watched part of it and I was like It's terrible. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was like, my kids watched the first one. They the really liked it. This is was like last this? summer. They watched the first one. They really liked it. Then they go to watch the second one. And they're like, oh, it's always sequel. It's always bad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and the third one, I got worse. It was like it was so bad. Um, what was I going to say about that? Oh, it, that made me think of Zac Efron, who's in it. Oh, that's who it is. That's and who then, it is. That's, I want to say Justin Bieber, but it's no, not. They have the I same cannot believe head. you just said Justin Bieber because that's what I was going to say <laughs> is that I realized today I don't know one song that Justin Bieber sings. I don't know a single name of a single song. And I know he's a huge artist. He is. But I don't know anything he does. Uh, he it has- was part of that. It's out of my oh, age it's range. way out of our right? age range. Right? And I'm, so I don't know anything. And I know... Like I'm watching this amazing Netflix documentary on Louis Capaldi. Do you know who that is? Louis Capaldi? Mm-mm. He's this singer from Scotland and he's, I would describe him as the boy version of uh, Adele. Oh. Beautiful songs, beautiful lyrics, beautiful. Uh, he's got, the voice is incredible. And he's this young kid and he blew up like in 2018, 19, he became this huge star. Um, And then right when his tour was ending was like March, 2020. And then the world falls apart. Right. But right when it was ending, like this pressure was on him, all this, like just he's playing bigger and bigger places. And he started to get this like tick and he couldn't, his last show was like at Wembley stadium and he's stopping the songs because he couldn't sing. And it was like, what the fuck is going on? Right. That's terrible. And they find out like he goes, he takes a break, like a four month break. And they realize that he's got Tourette's. Oh, so now this documentary is talking about all of that, like what led up to his fame and all of that. And it's a lot with his parents who are incredible and uh, talking about being diagnosed, but he's now trying to make the second album or I think it's about to come out. Maybe it's so scary Yeah, because he didn't know what was wrong with him. And his dad Ugh. kept saying, why are you ticking like this? What the hell's going on? And, and it, when you say something about it, it, it would get worse. And then his whole body oh. would start doing so, this thing. He's on stage in front of 50,000 yeah. fucking people. So did he always have it? And then anxiety just kind of triggers it? Yes. So what happened was the mother said. Because I'm like, how do you? The mother said, and they were showing like home videos of him when he was a little kid, like maybe four or five. And she said he used to do this thing where he would blink a lot, Uh, you know? And then he'd go, you know? But it all went away. And then I think the the pressure pressure. of all of it kind of came down on him. And this now trying to write a second album, every time he'd go to sit down at the piano, his he, his body, his back would hurt him. And I'm like, this is all mental. It's all like bringing on these symptoms of this thing. Mm. But he's such a, um, what a sweet man. He's like a, he's like a good guy. He lives I in his hometown it. still. Oh. He's still in touch with all his friends. Like that's, that's nice. who he hangs out yeah. with. And like, he's such a really good guy. And now he's got this, thing that he's got to get through i don't even know I'm, I'm i'm not finished with it yet but i think it's it's a really good documentary i also watched the um documentary the 27 faces of billy milligan i didn't see that either watch that that's Ooh. fucked up girl you Ooh. gotta watch it okay that'll it's be my weekend so 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 <gasps> good murderino Ooh. like psychology okay. like multiple personalities is it real is it not what the fuck uh, this is right up my alley it is so Good. Billy Milligan. Right up my alley. Yeah. Ooh, yay. All right. Watching a lot of television. Yeah. I've been, well, I, I told you I've been reading that book. Wow. Yeah. And I thought that I read the book because I've read a bunch of stuff by Brett Easton Ellis, um, you know, American Psycho and Rules of Attraction and whatever, whatever. And um, I never read Lesson Zero. Mm. And I remember the movie, which I'm sure you remember. Yeah. And the movie was like pretty hardcore. Yeah. 
and the book is like, like the movie is very tame. Yeah. I've been going through, I've been going through, um, my favorite like old movies list. And I, last night I watched whatever happened to baby Jane. Ooh, great movie. I'm telling you, I am so in love with those women in that movie. They are insane. They're both fucking insane to me. Betty Davis in that movie. I, I was like, I'm going to be her for Halloween. Like, I can't take She's it. She's incredible. I need one of those old dresses. I need oh. the curly wig like this. And that weird little heart oh. that she drew on I her ha- face. I have not seen that movie. Oh, my in, God. In years. But that's a good one for my son and I to watch. Because yeah. he's like into like the old. Oh, what do you want, Blanche? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you oh want? She God. serves her a rat. She serves her a bird. Oh. Holy shit. It never fucking ends. Man. But it's one of those times too in Hollywood when when everybody talk like this. Yeah, they in have the that picture. picture. It, I love myself in that picture. <laughs> there's a I forget what the name is, but the it, it, that accent has a particular like an name English, like, that they did for yes, movie and a yes, lot of like old yes. Alfred Hitchcock and stuff. You hear it and you're like, what the hell? Why are they pronouncing? Why are they talking like this? Like this? Yeah. But my favorite, favorite, favorite ever. I know we're at the end, but my favorite, favorite, favorite ever is that when Bl- when um, Baby Jane was little and she oh. sang that song. <laughs> She got a letter in her hand. She goes, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I got a letter yeah. for daddy. <laughs> but he like, <laughs> but he's in heaven above. It's like the sad it's fucking cute. song, but she's like, I see. But it's I, crazy I, eyes. Instead of a stamp, yes. I kissed it. Because that's what the postman said worse. It's something like that. Oh, my God. But when she goes, I wrote a letter to daddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking beyond creepy. Yeah, it's great. Wow. That was a thing then, too. This be- little girl and daddy, like, fucking weird bullshit. Yeah. It's a weird fucking thing. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. My daddy. It's like the Betty Boop. Kind of it's fucking weird. You know, that that voice and the inflection. One last thing. Baltimore uh, Catholic Church Diocese, oh, the Baltimore Diocese, yeah. just got blown the fuck up for six decades of cover-up. Six decades. I'm going to put it at the top of my list next week. Uh, six that, decades. Yeah, that that got blown up. Also, I need to and, add- And they want to go after, they want to go after, the Christians want to go after everybody else, and they never look at themselves, and- all of the right-wing networks that are all about protecting kids. Where are you on this? Yeah. Where are they? Let's talk about that next week because it's a lot. And also, um, and it puts like that Boston, you know, blow up like to shame the Boston one that they had there with the church. But oh. um, but then you have to imagine how many churches, no, no. how many people. No, no, no. It's a lot. It's, they're still out there. 600 priests. Oh, 600 priests. Disgusting. We're, we're covered up for um, I also want to bring up, but I'll bring it up next week that I met Annette, our fan Annette. I brought it up on our Patreon and she sent me messages and I was like, huh? she's like, you also haven't talked about Memphis. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, uh, next week, Annette, I will bring that up, but I love you. I was so happy to meet you and your sweet husband. Aww. And, uh, yeah. So I guess that's it. Okay. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content. 
muckraker, policy wonk, or bleeding heart. We can't do this without you. 